unbuckle my fucking pants. <laughs> oh, God. Got that on fucking record. <laughs> the holidays have done yeah. me in. Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Brie. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is hate within the community. <laughs> hate, gatekeeping, gay to keeping. <laughs> Gay to keep it. Gay keeping. <laughs> Hate keeping. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into it, make sure that you are subscribed or following wherever it is that you're listening. It really helps us out. Also, if you drop us a review um, only, if it's five stars, we really appreciate it. You can also follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. And we have something super exciting going on on I Can Explain podcast instagram uh right now we have a giveaway for a 50 dollars visa gift card so go check out our posts and you'll find out all the information on how to win it's super simple and you can win 50 bucks get those details honey yes kick off the new year with uh some cash money yeah 50 canadian dollars though sorry for like if you're in um, <laughs> like you can win it in america but the you know that it's like 42 dollars yeah, yeah. for you <laughs> the transfer doesn't work in your in your favor oh <laughs> Oh, man. Remember when somebody gave us four stars? I still am haunted by that. I am haunted. That's so insane. We almost quit the podcast. It so was almost Don't the do end. that to us, please. <laughs> <laughs> we also, you may have noticed over on the I Can Explain podcast page on Instagram, um, we've stepped our pussies up. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So there's going to be multiple posts a week, tons of content going on over there, um, lots of interactive stuff with all of you. Less ugly. Less ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's one of our uh, goals for 2020 is making shit less ugly. Yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> I was going to start with my face, but <laughs> that's <laughs> a bigger project. <laughs> that'll take a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so hey, um, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the community. And yeah. I think that's really... And that's what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted to do gatekeeping because um, I think it's a topic that we haven't really touched on and it's really prevalent and it's a shame i think we've talked briefly about it but it's more like wait do you hear that no do you hear that no 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 you don't hear the sirens of the gay police Okay, I actually was like straining my ears to listen. I'm like, what's happening? We've talked about like gay police and you know how much we hate them. Yes. Um, But that's about, I think, as deep as we've gotten into it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair. So for those of you that are in the community, you probably have experienced at some point some form of gatekeeping. Um, If you're not in the community, what that means is people... Um, within the LGBTQ plus community, deciding what it means to be queer in a, maybe because it's a certain term and they have defined that term for themselves, um, or defining like what it is to be a good gay or yeah. like gay enough. And I'm going to break it down for you. None of us are good gays. We're all going to hell and <laughs> we've made the wrong choice. So, <laughs> so we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a big problem. I mean, definitely different groups experience it more than others. Um, but it's interesting because I feel like times are changing and they're bringing up new issues with gatekeeping or new issues with inner judgment within the community, things that maybe before weren't the case. So I feel like, 
we'll just like, we'll dive right in. I've noticed a huge shift of um people like silencing lesbians. Okay. Um so definitely still prevalent I mean, and thank God at some point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> waiting. Yeah. Just, just shut I can, up. I can silence this lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> but it used to be um much more prevalent by erasure. Right. And in the last couple of years, lesbian erasure has definitely become a thing. Um for a few reasons, and people may disagree with me, but there's things like people are now calling themselves bi lesbians. Okay. Which people that identify as lesbian are like, that is. Wait, hold on. What yeah. is, can you explain this to me? I'm not in your. I wish I could. I could. Okay. I, I, so, <laughs> bi lesbians are people. I mean, I think that there's people that define it differently, but it's this newer thing of people that say that they are bi, but they are specific to, like, they specifically prefer to date women. But the right person. They may be interested in a male. Right. But do they know that that is actually what being bi is? Thank you. Yes. You so can that's be the on problem. A, a spectrum of bi, but that is still, guess what? Bi. Bi. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, there's also a much more blurred lines with this, but there's this whole thing online of he, him lesbians. So people who identify with male pronouns, but say they're a lesbian. And you can disagree or agree all you want, but the problem with that this is creating is a lot of things that lesbians have worked against their whole life, which is, no, I'm not a lesbian just because I haven't found the right guy. Right. Or I'm not a lesbian except for maybe you. Or, um, you know, as a lesbian, I'm allowed to say I'm only interested in women. It's kind of taking that away. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I guess it's kind of reverse gatekeeping in a way because some people would argue, well, just allow people to call themselves whatever they want. If you want to be, if you want to call yourself a bi lesbian, why does that affect you? So, in some ways, people are arguing that lesbians are gatekeeping. That you are technically, yeah, that their own term. But lesbians would argue like that. And I feel like this happens more towards women that you're like erasing their identity. Okay. Like, because I don't think, or it hasn't yet, that that would be something that would ever really fly in the gay male community if people started calling themselves bi gay. You know what I mean? But I guess gay yeah. is also more of an umbrella term for yeah. a lot of people. So gay can also mean bi. But lesbian is, by definition, women who are only romantically or sexually interested in women. So to try and change that is, by nature, taking away what it means to be lesbian, which is a very proud label for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's hard. It's sticky. I see that there's, like... I see both sides. That's why I wanted to start off with saying that, is that I have both experienced someone gatekeeping against me in, in the queer community... Um, many people, and I have experienced myself feeling right like <laughs> I need to, yes, yeah. gatekeep certain terminology, and I still don't know if that is right or wrong. Right. Um, I think I'll probably, the more I learn and, you know, make become more informed as we do these days, especially things change so quickly when it comes to terminology and um, learning more and talking to more people. But as of now, I still don't know whether that's wrong or right for me to think that that is something that 
um, is taking away from my lesbianism, if you will. Right. Um, but that's genuinely how I feel in this current day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, I've experienced gatekeeping and as a lot of individuals have their um, whole life when it comes to, you know, first coming out and being on the scene and people finding out that I had had a boyfriend before. Yeah. And you need to get like your full f- fucking history. Or it yeah. Doesn't count that you're a lesbian. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And being like, oh, well, you dated a guy for years. Like, have you dated a girl? And it's like at that point I had, but it was when I was like when she was closeted etc so i wasn't comfortable sharing who that person was and i didn't want to out them so i was put in a position where i felt like i needed to like prove or validate who i was or why i was sure that i was a lesbian and also for me why i was sure that i wasn't bisexual considering i had dated men before people were like well then you must be bi and you're like, no, no, not actually how that works. Not at all. <laughs> and and then on the flip side, bi people experience that all the time when it comes to um, if they haven't been with both genders or both genders, I roll like, you yeah. know, m- male and female um, or two genders, if you will, because they're bi. So their gender and any other gender is what a lot of people define bi as these days. Um, then if they haven't had either sexual or romantic experiences with different genders then they're told well how do you know you're bi because you're only you're only dating in a heteronormative way right you know what i mean so i i feel like every identity gets it i think some more than others i think we've talked about it on this podcast before with um the difference between men and women like for gay men if they make out with one guy yeah all of a sudden like oh you're gay you're you're gay. I mean, it is how it happened <laughs> for me, but <laughs> whereas with women, they could make out with twenty girls, but it's like, oh, but are you really gay? It's funny because, like, honestly, this is a topic that I can't speak that much to. Right. Well, I can. There's like gay policing and gatekeeping in the gay community, but like, this is one of the things that our two communities are like quite different, Very different. on. Because mm-hmm. like. I don't know a lot of people that identify differently in the gay male community as right. anything but a gay male. Right. And it's more like, I, I think you get more pushback in the gay community yeah. if you do that, which like is not a good thing. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. good at all, but I think it's like more normalized to not do that. Right. And I think like, as we've talked about before, since like there aren't brick and mortar lesbian places, yeah. the lesbian community is more a catch-all kind of yes. so there is more more freedom in a way if yeah. that makes any sense totally you know there's mo- it's it's kind of like a catch-22 because um discussing that we've talked about how there's like there's nights so there's the brick and mortar um gay bars right that people would think of as gay predominant and then what happens is you know trans individuals um bisexual individuals pansexual individuals asexual individuals the every other part of the spectrum with the exception of gay identifying males feel like they don't have a space yeah and then they all go into kind of like a boiling pot of these one once a month or two times a month events that happen um such as man up 
And that's great. That's a really cool, like you said, freeing space to be in because everyone gets to be who they want to be. The other side of it is, is that there are certain communities, I would argue all of those communities under the melting pot, that maybe need different things right. or are looking for different things that still feel like they don't have their own space Absolutely. for what those needs may be. So you I mean, have, a melting pot is never like case specific, which is no. the issue with a melting pot. <laughs> yeah. So it, while it's great and freeing, it's still like, for example, as a lesbian woman, when you're in a room that is half or more dominated by men, um, then you still feel like, okay, I don't have a woman's space. Absolutely. Like, I don't have a space for people that identify as being a queer woman. Um, so then it takes away from that. And it's weird because I feel like there's a very different thing that happens. Like, for gay males, they're allowed to say, oh, this is a gay bar. But as soon as someone says this is a lesbian bar, then you're being exclusionary, which you are. But I don't know why the gay male community gets away with because doing that. Because we suck. <laughs> we literally... Like, okay, so Brie was talking about this um, uh, this topic, and I was trying to wrap my brain around it, because it's yeah. like <laughs> kind of a doozy for me sometimes. But she was like, yeah, we are just going to talk about the problems in the communities. And she was like, like, you know, like, gay kids keeping like mm-hmm. like people like forcing people to like say that they're give them their whole sexual resume yeah. blah, blah, blah. and then she was like and the gays and I was like are racist <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I was like we just have different issues in our Within communities the community. yeah. yeah like I feel like uh Queer women spaces are very much more forward thinking when it comes to being open to different identities, being aware of diversity and the needs. Uh, You know, there's things that I've never seen happen at uh, gay male spaces, such as I keep going back to Man Up because it's a good example. And it's it is a monthly event that happens um, in Vancouver. And right on their event page there's literally links to google documents about expectations within the space yeah. you know when it comes to consent when it comes to uh not having um uh any time for cultural appropriation oh totally um things that you know creating space for people um you know uh People with disabilities uh, having exact plans of how they will be able to access the space safely. And saying where they're like accessible bathrooms yeah, are. Meanwhile, exactly. the gays are like literally saying like no fats, no femmes, no Asians. Like what? Like it's like we're so behind. <laughs> so it's like while we're very much more forward thinking in that way, I feel like there's still the gatekeeping when it comes to like being queer enough or like proving your identity whereas on the flip side with gay men i think that there's way less of that it's like if you're willing to kiss a guy like you're gay enough you're gay we'll take you yeah we'll take you (laughs) you're gay um but when it comes to um holding the community accountable for things like racism or ableism or body shaming yeah that is just like way behind the queer women's space i would argue oh absolutely I would agree. Like the fact that Man Up on every event is like in capitals, like all bodies welcome, like no racism, no, like even that they're writing that down yeah. of like this is our expectation for this space. I've never seen that on a gay male poster no. or advertised or like in the bar on a on the wall. And there's also like case okay, so there's these 
this event in the summer that's like a pool party. Yeah. And like all the gays go to it. Mm-hmm. And like not only would it probably not say anything like that on the event. Yeah. It's like every photo I see of it is like some like ripped guy in like a fucking speedo. Right. So it's like, is anybody inherently telling you that your body is wrong if it doesn't look like this? No, nobody's literally just coming up to you and saying like, yeah. you're fat, don't come here. Yeah. But like the message is like, is visually there. Like people yeah. are like, this is what I look like. I'm going to show my body off if I look like this. If you don't, don't come. Well, that's the representation you're getting of Absolutely. what that event is. Yeah. Like that's what's advertised from photos from the previous year. Yeah. Even like, I know what event you're talking about in particular. And it's crazy because a couple gay male friends of mine were talking about how they were on like diets for that event for an, for an, a single event <laughs> for like one single event for like weeks they were like thinking about it yeah. and getting like spray tans and like it, not that there's anything wrong with like things like spray tans and buying a new bathing suit but oh, like no, the not. fact that there is a level of expectation that like I need to do all of this and work out like crazy and diet and get oh, a new bathing like, suit show up like I, I like. <laughs> I could never just show up and just be like as yeah. is. And it's also it's like, crazy. it's like you don't see photos from events like that of people that aren't the standardized muscular body type. Yeah. The photos that you see are all like, they're like showing off what they think are like the hot, hot people. The hot people. So it's yeah. like, even if those people were, if, if people with varying body types were mm-hmm. at the event, they'll never like show that off or like yeah. post. It's like so fucked up. Which is so upsetting. Yeah. Where on the flip side, Man Up has an event every year called Lay Hangover and it has like outdoor um, pools and stuff. And it's like, Everyone, every body type is there, like nearly naked, like being confident within themselves. I've I've never seen a space that's so like no body shaming. Right. Like it could not be more opposite. And like what they're advertising is that like you see all body types advertised. Everyone is super confident within themselves. It's a really cool vibe to be in. And I would never even like think of worrying about like not eating for like six y- years. Y- like <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't even cross my mind. You're like we're gonna go to like not... hangover in like twenty thirty, right? So yeah, I should probably should probably carbs. get right. <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, that's just something that like I don't experience, and like even if I do see it, it's shut down so fast by the rest of the community. Like you will be canceled so fast. Oh yeah, even like the. I don't know how the community, gay male community, lets other gay males get away with it. Like, for example, like you saying, like, the, like, no fats, no femmes, no Asians yeah. in someone's bio. That's where it's predominantly, correct me if I'm wrong, like, on Grinder or, yeah. or whatever it is, where people are saying, like, who they don't want to message them. It used to be a lot more common, and now it is less common. I'm not currently on Grinder, but, yeah. like, I know this. Um it's less common to, like, find it in people's bios now. Yeah. But people constantly will post screenshots of, like, their first interaction with somebody, and they will basically say that. Right. So it's, like, people think that they have to, like, go into hiding because of their, uh, like, train of thought of not wanting any of the, these things. But, but they, still they still have that headspace. It. They're just, like, ashamed to put in their bio. But I'm, like, the issue wasn't <laughs> you having it in your bio. No. The issue was you having it in your fucking head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, it's so gross. It's so disgusting yeah yeah i oh yeah so like i guess for every ounce of gatekeeping that i have that you might not associate with i like 
I cannot even fathom yeah. that in the space. Like, I would never, that wouldn't even cross my mind. I don't know. Gays just, like, I find have an issue calling each other out. Right. There's, like, the the typical, like, gays calling each other out yeah. for, like, stupid Light shit. stuff, but not but like deep not, conversation. Yeah, not, like, actual issues that need to be addressed in the community. Right. And I think the most common gatekeeping thing is still the amount of masculinity somebody has. Right, yeah. Like, that is, I still think, the most policed thing in the gay community. Like, right. mask for mask is alive and well. Oh, God. Like, which is, like, so gross. Yeah. Like, you can have them. I don't want, like... It's like, fun. <laughs> Yeah, we're okay. Yeah. It, and it's just, like, overall just has such an umbrella of, like, misogyny, right? Oh, my God, absolutely. And the shame is, I think that a lot of times that carries into the queer women space, like... Especially lesbian oh, spaces. I also just thought of something. Yeah, even, go ahead. The amount of misogyny in general in oh, the gay yeah. community is insane. Right. Like, it's actually insane. Yeah. Like, people, like, gays literally just, like, even how they treat, like, like pop women, which is, like, a common thing for yeah. gays. But it's, like, literally basically, like, that they're there for your entertainment. Like, oh, that yeah. you just, like, scream stuff at them. And, like, all this stuff with Charlie XCX... Oh, I, I know that she posted what? that she didn't have an issue with it, but, like, gays would go to her meet and greets and get her to, like, like sign poppers and, like, sign their oh, douche God. and, like, all this stuff. Are you serious? Dead serious. And, like, scream, like, gay rights! And then they would, like, post post photos and videos of her doing this and she came out and was like oh i'm not offended by it like thanks for like sticking up for me and i'm like but still the fact that you like saw this this famous woman and yeah. thought that you could just take advantage of her and for a photo her like shit. for laughs yeah like that says a lot about how people like see women i think yeah and the unfortunate thing in that scenario is if she said something like it puts her in an uncomfortable oh, position absolutely. if she said oh no i'm not gonna scream gay rights and yeah. then they get that on video then she looks like she's homophobic. Yeah. So it's like, and you she can't was in, win. even in responding to that. Like, if she had said that she had a problem with it, people would have been like, "Well, that's homophobic." Like, people like literally would just yeah. come up with any issue. Totally. So yeah, the misogyny is like it's it's next level. Well, even I find it weird how gays carry their expectations of women. Um, in a misogynistic way onto, like, queer women communities. Like, I feel like a lot of the rooted issue of when people say that the lesbians and the gays are not, like, close yeah. is because gay men have this... And I'm obviously generalizing. Generalizing this whole thing is generalizing. Yeah, I'm high. Welcome to I can explain. Yeah, <laughs> um, have this idea that like women should be fit and oh, skinny, and they totally. should dress feminine, and like they should have a full face of makeup and the hair extensions, like these pop icons. Yeah. So when they're in a space where like women are wearing no makeup and like have a butchier style, or um, you know, are wearing fucking sweatpants and a flannel, they're like that's not the woman you should be yeah and well it, even i think that ties into like if somebody brings their straight female friend to the club yeah. they like want them to be like fucking decked out to the nines oh, yeah. and like full glam so they can be like this is my girl but literally yeah. they're wearing like fucking like converse yeah and like well, like i'm like why are you dressed like a bum but this girl literally spent like four hours getting ready to like yeah. Not even get hit on. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, totally. Well, I think that's what it is, is, like, gay men, like, connect more 
to those women, those types of women, it seems it's it's interesting that like most gay males, like best friends is, is like a hyper feminine woman. Yeah. And that's who they'll bring with them to the bars. But yet there's women at the bar that are queer and they don't connect with them because yeah. they're not like decked out and they're not like showing up when they in the way that they think women should. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really interesting in that way. It's also funny because like the misogyny in like the gay community also it's getting a lot better but also for a long time like translated into things like drag like people oh, yeah. would like be less into drag artists that were more theatrical more kind of like uh gender non-conforming yeah. you know like that now it's getting like the the praise it deserves yes. but for a while there i think that like the drag queens that were popular were like the like most feminine, fishy, yeah. like I'm a lady. And they're like, wow, look at you. Like, yeah. you know, like you did it. Yeah. You look like a woman. You did. You're the best. Yeah. Like, okay. Exactly. But like they can't perform. Like it's, like, yeah. You know? They just like have looks. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's so, oh, it's so, it's so, it's such a shame, really, because we've talked about this before, that here's a community, um, anyone who's LGBTQ has experienced at some point in their life judgment or feeling invalidated, and then we do that to each other. Like, it's ironic, yeah. because here's a group of people that arguably have had the most um, walls put up by everyone else and expectations thrown at them by society and you know how shitty that feels. And yet you're just transferring those to somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like ugh, psychology 101, right? Like you're just taking your own insecurities and putting it on Passing other it people. down the line. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's where a lot of gatekeeping with terminology comes in because if you feel like you've had to fight to have a term because someone hasn't believed you your whole life. Right. And then someone identifies with that term in just in what you perceive as an easy way, then it's easy for your own insecurity to say, well, that's not fair. Right. Because how do you get to call Are you yourself? just clocking yourself right now? No, no, I mean, in some ways with like the term lesbian, but like, this is very wrong, but like, Meaning, like, you should not do this. But, for example, like, when people, when bi people say to someone who comes out and identifies as bi, let's say, you know, um, Lauren Haragi. Yeah. Okay? From Fifth Harmony. She comes out. And a lot of the bi community went off on Twitter of, like, oh, she's just using it as plus publicity and it's just her way to identify with like right. queerness and get those like um, followers and everything else. And I think a lot of that comes from... Um, you know, by women feeling like, hey, you have a certain privilege and you're not going to get clocked about this. Yeah. You're never probably going to date a woman in there. This is what they're saying. I'm right. not agreeing with this. Um, so how do you get to call yourself by? Right. You know, whereas here I am, I've been, you know, disowned from my family or people are not uh, taking my relationship as valid or people I've had to fight to prove my sexuality by giving people examples. So when someone just owns a term in your mind in an easy way, yeah. it can feel like well fuck you like it took me a long time to be able to own this term and for people to believe me yeah so you can't just have it that's wrong i'm not agreeing with that i think yeah. that is my understanding of why that happens in the queer space in general whether you're bi lesbian gay 
trans, that it's a big problem right now. Are you trans enough? Um, and I think that that is a huge problem, but I think that's where it comes from. I feel like there's just like, there's way too much like dissection of things like that. Though. Yeah. Because it's like, I honestly have a hard time believing at this point that a ton of people are queer baiting with coming out yeah. as bi. Yeah. Like, I honestly don't think it <laughs> builds your career up enough yeah. for you to make a decision to explore right. the community like that. Yeah. I That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. I honestly, I'm like, I don't think people coming out as bi yeah. is them thinking like this is going to skyrocket my career right like people no. don't care enough really personally no. <laughs> like, uh, yeah you know? I don't think they do really these days if anything they'll I feel it like they'll get more they might get more hate than anything yeah, so it's exactly. like yeah I have a hard time believing that but yeah I also just find it gross that like as a queer person you spend so much time or I did, and I think a lot of people that I know also did. You yeah. spend so much try- time, like, trying to figure yourself out, trying to figure out where you sit in the community, where mm-hmm. you sit in your life, your relations with other pe- people. Mm-hmm. But then people just, like, stop thinking about, you know, like, how they feel about masculinity, how they feel yeah. about women, how they should treat women. It's like, you're doing yeah. so much looking inwards. Why did you fucking stop there? Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. I, I just, honestly, I th- maybe I, I'm giving us, like, too much credit as a community but i mm-hmm. i always feel like queer people should be more woke like like yeah. more gentle like you know yeah. like you've gone through all this hardship how are you not passing the love on rather than like all your fucking issues totally and i think a lot of times what it comes down to is definitions and like as we know like the majority of these terms do not have one standardized definition yeah like it's not all these terms within themselves are umbrellas so a lot of the issue sometimes comes from if you are seeing someone use the same term as you are and who they are is clearly not what you define yourself as then it becomes an issue because you're like well i'm xyz you're not xyz and how are we using the same term and it feels like it's being like infiltrated right in a way um even i just think in general also queer people are becoming more and more empowered to like not just take what they can get when it comes to things like uh loose representation um which is a great thing but i know like a lot of the world gets frustrated by it for example like in a way i guess it's kind of gatekeeping of like what counts as queer representation like what are we going to invest our money in or our time watching yeah for example like years ago 10 years ago 15 years ago when um katie perry i kissed a girl came out everyone was like holy fuck yes because we didn't have any representation so we could give we could care less if it was queer baiting or if Katy Perry was actually pan or bi or queer or whatever it was. It was just like, oh my God, it's a song about a girl kissing a girl. And who cares that they're talking about her boyfriend and everything? We'll forget all that. Yeah. Uh, It's just, (laughs) yeah. Listen to this line. (laughs) Yeah. We just, we just got some representation in some way. Yeah. But now people expect more, which, which they should out of representation. But like, for example, like Rita Ora put out that song, like girls, like, and it's like about like drinking red wine and then you kiss girls. And there was this big debate online. Like we talked about it. Yeah. We talked about it about like, is that 
is that representation? Is that queer baiting? Like, yeah. what counts as representation? What when are artists allowed to talk about that? And in a way, that is gatekeeping because you're assuming Rita Ora is a heterosexual. Yeah, and you're just because she hasn't outed herself or had the conversation about it. Um, but a lot of people put a lot of hate out there about that song yeah. that she was using it. In a, it's so much so that she eventually literally had to out herself in an interview right. because she was like. I didn't want to talk about this. I never wanted to define myself, but now I'm put in a position where I have to. Yeah. Which is a shame because that's that's gatekeeping within itself. You're totally. like forcing people to be gay enough to talk even, about gay even things. Even with that song, the fucking gatekeeping came out of like because she says that she like drank wine and hooked up with a girl yeah. and everybody was like, "Well, that's not how queer experiences are. Like you don't have yeah. to be drunk to and we were like, "Well, no. Like I think that is for some people, not a lot, obviously, but for some people, I think that is an accurate representation yeah, yeah. of a queer experience that they've had. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like you're literally gatekeeping somebody because you're saying, <laughs> you're saying that what, what experience they experience is, is valid. Wrong. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any yeah. sense. You're deciding that their experience isn't valid because it's not just about getting drunk and kissing girls. No, it's not just about that, but for some people it is. The first time I kissed a girl, I was drinking. Okay. And I was at a party. The first and time I kissed in... a guy, I was Black <laughs> Yeah. So, and I was at a party in front of guys that probably thought it was hot yeah. or like whatever it was, but that was still. And you're like, guess what? Of- I thought it was hot too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and like, you guys can think all you want. This is for you. If that helps me get away with it without outing myself right yeah. now. So, yeah, I think in a way, you know, while it is, you're, I, I, I have to I'm trying to play devil's advocate and I'm trying to explain where I can see where it comes from because I can see people's worry with like for example with a song like Girls Rita Ora yeah. people people's worry being okay that makes it sound like to people that are ignorant that is the only way girls are going to want to kiss girls yeah. or that's the only queer experience but the problem on the flip side is you can't it is one queer experience. Yeah. So you just because some people might be ignorant and assume that's all of it, you just have to put more representation out there that hopefully they will see or hear. Totally. Right. You can't decide that that representation isn't good enough representation for you. Yeah. Um, because that's someone else's experience. It's also hard because like with songs like that, and I know that other artists have had songs that are queer leaning, mm-hmm. and then people say, "Well, you don't identify as bi, you don't identify as lesbian or yeah. gay or whatever it is." And it's like, yes, but you can still have experiences. Like, it's, I don't know. It's a hard thing to to get around yeah. but it's like somebody doesn't necessarily have to identify or choose to identify mm-hmm. as bi because they made out with a girl, a girl once one and time. enjoyed it yeah you know? exactly and that for that like hey i've made out with guys and i've enjoyed it i thought it was fun yeah i had a good time oh my god was i used to experience. when i used to go to the club with yeah. my friend um we would like hardcore make out yeah like literally yeah she's a woman yeah i have no attraction to her it was fun. Yeah. Literally, like, we would just get drunk, make out, mm-hmm. dance yeah. nasty together. Yeah. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm still gay. But, like, I didn't hate that experience. Yeah. But it also didn't change how I identify. Exactly. You know? And it's, I, it's interesting because as a gay man, you would probably have less people saying, oh, I saw Sean making out with a woman. Yeah. So he must be bi. 
Because right. it's like, because you've made out with a man, you're gay. Yeah. Whereas a woman, like, if I went out to a bar and made out with a guy, and people saw that, they'd be like, oh, did you know Bree's bi now? Well, you'd get stoned to death, probably. <laughs> yeah, <that> too. <laughs> so it's just crazy, right? Like, I think at the end of the day, you just have to take what people say they are as who they are. Like, yeah. it's not for you to decide or validate. Um, and it's definitely not for you to ask for a resume. And also, like... If somebody doesn't identify a certain way, a key thing could be yet. Like, everybody's yeah. working on their own timing. So, true. so, like, I think it's gross to press celebrities mm-hmm. for information when everybody's on their own speed, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to. Well, like, yeah. And a lot of people will go through various identities before they find maybe a term in. That fits for them, or they may f- never find a term that fits for them and just choose that they don't want to identify at all. Yeah. Like you see plenty of artists these days, like Harry Styles, like, and maybe that will change. But currently, uh, his whole thing is I just don't want to identify at all. I don't yeah. want to put myself in any box or with any term. Um, so terms are great if they help you, but some people just don't want one. Yeah. So it's not for you to press them for that i know for me i've talked about this before my personal queer experience was i grew up in a very heteronormative setting i thought i was straight and a straight person who happened to like to kiss girls or was infatuated with girls but i still identified as um being straight uh just simply because i didn't know there was other options and then when i found out that there were other options i came out as bisexual first yeah because that felt safer to me um and then eventually I was like, no, I'm a lesbian. And that's that's what works for me. That doesn't me identifying as bi before or dating men before does not take away from my current term totally. in the same way that someone who identifies as lesbian might later say, oh, hold on. I'm actually interested in all types of people. Maybe I'm pansexual or I'm interested in um, this particular guy. Maybe I want to identify as bisexual now. So things change and people are allowed to change their terminology. Yeah, Um, It's not for you to police, but unfortunately it happens a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Far too much. Far, far, far. too much if okay if there was one thing that you could change tomorrow like snap your fingers and change tomorrow about the gay male community what would that be um just like um maybe just like killing all racists (laughs) would be be a good place to start. <laughs> the racism. Yeah, thing. the race. I think like that is like the most disgusting and insidious part of right. the community. Yeah, and it's like yes, policing fucking masculinity yeah. also is gross. Yes, yes, yes. But it's like the fact that like racism is. <laughs> honestly i would say more accepted in this community yeah. than maybe any other yeah is like so appalling to me yeah that it's gotten to a point that people just kind of like not allow it but don't not they, allow it <laughs> it's just almost like people have grown to expect it and because of that there's totally. compliance and the worst part is that there's like there's like the the classic racism, like no Asians. But then there's the like flip side of it that there's like also like fetishization of like black men. Yeah. And there's so many issues 
that stem from racism yeah, in the community. Totally. But I think that is the biggest the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. What about you? <laughs> um, I think the thing that needs to change is asking women for sexual resumes. That's yeah. the biggest one. Yeah. I think I think everything kind of stems from that where it come when it comes to gatekeeping. And it's such an archaic way of thinking that like if you haven't had sex with a certain gender, then like how do you know? And like or if you have had sex with a certain gender, then you must not be fully lesbian or you must not be gay enough. It all comes down to pe- women's sexual histories. Yeah. Um, which I think is just like really fucked up. So like I think if you could change that, it would solve a lot of problems. I mean, it would mean that a woman who has only ever dated heterosexual cis males can still identify as bisexual without people questioning it. Because just because she hasn't hooked up with a woman doesn't mean she's not bisexual. And lesbians who have hooked up with uh, men and women can still be lesbians. Oh my god, I just have... You what? Oh, God. I have a story. I don't know if I should tell it, though. Oh, God. I'm going to tell it. Okay. It's happening. Go you know for what it, it is. You're, as soon as I start talking, okay. you're going to know what it is. Okay. Um, this could get me in trouble, but that's okay. <laughs> whatever. That's uh, what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do I <laughs> like, oh try to God. think about like, the best way to say this? Um, <laughs> I have a friend Okay. <laughs> who identified when this story happened as bisexual. Okay. And this friend was with a large group of people and was calling themselves gay. Okay. As just like Yes. We use gay as an umbrella term. Yes. It's similar to queer a lot of times. Yeah, like I'm gay. Like I have women friends that say I'm gay. You know, it's just like uh, so it's kind of a quicker way to say I'm LGBTQ. Yeah. So yeah. she was using she was using gay mm-hmm. at, to describe herself, mm-hmm. but not getting more into it. Yeah. And someone in the community mm-hmm. said, "Well, why are you using gay? I thought you were bi. Why would you use the word gay?" Oh, and it's like just the fact that there are interactions like that, like, like it's, questioning and, it. Like and just this person it. was asked this in front of. A A large group of people people at a dinner. Yes. At a dinner (laughs) that she didn't know many of these people. And that was brought to her plate to deal with. And like why that would even be a response. Why why time and place? Why then? Why now? Why are you asking that question? Why do you care? So intrusive, so disgusting. Like and like the fact that you have the audacity to ask something like that in front of a group of people that like neither of you really know yeah. is like just so shocking to me. Disturbing. Yeah, disturbing. On so many levels. So, yeah. I think mm-hmm. that just fits into this whole thing, I, you know? I, I, you know what? I'm glad you shared that <laughs> anecdote because I know exactly what that's about and I agree completely. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. So fucked up. Like, just mind your own business. Literally. I think that should be the, just the takeaway from this podcast is unless someone is opening up to you because they would like to share and they're expressing that, then mind your own fucking And also, like, if you had that question, Mm -hmm. it's still, I personally think, too much to just, like, 
one-on-one be like, I thought, but that makes a lot more sense. Yes. You know, ask somebody more intimately. Yes. Hey, I'm just uh, from a place of uh, wanting to learn, wanting yeah. to know. I'm just curious why you use this term. Yeah. Like that I think is uh, like, That's... still I'd be like, okay, fuck off. But like, I'd be like, still, okay, you're, yeah, you're coming from a place of wanting, wanting to, to learn. Yeah. But like the fact that people have no problem just like calling you <sighs> Putting out, someone on the spot in you... front of a group of people where they now have to explain and define who they are and why they fit Just a casual things. conversation. <laughs> like, what the fuck? People, uh, come on. Yeah. All right. On that note, wherever you're listening, make sure to follow or subscribe. It really helps us grow. Also, give us a review. Only if it's five stars. We're still haunted by that four star. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Please, honestly, if you can, like, if you are the four stars, just delete your account. <laughs> maybe it'll, maybe the review will go with it. Please. Please. <laughs> um, and just a reminder that we have a giveaway for $50 Visa gift card going on on our Instagram at I Can Explain podcast so make sure to go check out the details over there and you can also follow us personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson and until next time we will see, see you around, around the, the gayborhood. Come get that 42 USD baby. <laughs> <laughs>